Hey, this is Kyle from the Longbox Cast. I'm sure you've heard my co-host Steve talk about Revenge Lover designs a million times. But now I'm going to mention it for the one millionth and one time, so stick with me here. If you need a really kick-ass logo, but you don't want to ask your neighbor's kid because you know he's going to do it on PowerPoint or Microsoft Word, then go to revengelover.com and tell her Kyle from the Longbox Cast sent you. I guarantee you she'll use Photoshop or Illustrator, one of the professional design programs that graphic designers are supposed to be doing. Seriously, who the hell uses PowerPoint? Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. Welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I, of course, am Steve-O, along with my lovely co-host. I'm Anna. And, uh, yeah, so before we jump into this hoo-ha of a show, uh, you, of course, can find us at fryradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Podcast Directory, Blueberry, Blackberry, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, all that great stuff. Uh, of course, we're brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiry, visit revengelover.com. And we're also brought to you by Amazon.com. Go to the Sasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner, like in shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And of course, you can find us at the www.facebook.com backslash not another B Horrorcast. And yeah, so without further ado, um, this is the show, and uh, yeah. So, Anna, <laughs> you take over. I'm done. Well, hopefully not totally done, because that would kind of suck, because I'm really not that great at carrying a podcast by myself, I don't think. I It'll think I kind of need you. Um, so, yeah. Um, I have a couple stories that I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at yet or nope. not. Um, but I 
did want to bring up a couple things. So first thing that I noticed is a movie called Summer Camp. Um, give me one second. I'm pulling up the page. Um, I found it on shocktillyoudrop.com, which is somebody that we actually use quite often for our information. Um, oh, apparently it's a Spanish movie. Didn't realize that. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. It's actually a, uh, they have the, um, trailer. So if you guys want to watch it, I'm sure we can post it on the Facebook page slash Twitter slash Instagram. Since Steve was kind enough to set that up for the horror podcast today. So I'm sure that was a fun pain in the ass. Um, but so with the summer camp, uh, looks like it's, uh, oh crap. I thought it was going to give me a description because I thought I just why I found a description for it earlier. But anyways, um, so give me one second. Let me Wikipedia this really quick so I can find the actual description of it. Otherwise, you can just watch the trailer. Um, oh, you just posted the trailer. Um, let's see. Variety posted today. It's uh, television. Uh, blah blah blah. Let's see. The film produced by uh, June. I can't pronounce that, but the Spanish company behind Record franchise, uh, Peter Sanfranz of the San Franco, The Conjuring. And uh, Summer Camp is directed by Sleep Tight, written by Albert Marine. I'm probably butchering all these names. And exclusive producer of the film. Uh, the film was released uh, late this year, presumably in the summer. Duh, but we'll uh, let you know. So, yeah, all they have is a trailer and not much of a description. Oh, I actually found a description on IMDb, and this is the reason why it thought it sounded interesting. It says, four American counselors at a European summer camp must deal with the outbreak of a rage-inducing plague among the children children they are supervising so it sounds actually not too far off from trees yeah except this is spanish so. yes so therefore it's way different um and it's a summer camp instead of summer school anyways mm. next thing on the list was i actually found it's kind of a long article so obviously i'm not going to read it on the air but I did find a interview with um, the actors from The Conjuring 2. So it has like Patrick Wilson, who's playing uh, Ed. The father. What? Right. Uh, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Go ahead. Uh, he's Ed. Or Patrick Wilson is playing Ed. Oh, crap, oh that's what The Conjuring name. is. You know what I just realized? What? You're bad at this already. You didn't even ask anybody how their week was. Oh, shit. I knew I was missing something. You just dived right into it. That eats up like half of our show half the time. We're already like six minutes in and you already hit like the two out of three stories we have. (laughs) So, Steve, how was your week? Uh, Whatever. Just go. Just go back to the story. No, no, no. I want to know how your week was. Uh, It's shit. You seem very... I'm out of it. I'm tired. It's shit. Let's... That was your week. Maybe you should drink an energy drink or something. Yeah, let me find one just lying around the house. Coffee. You have coffee, right? Yeah, I'm not drinking coffee. Why not? Because it's already almost 8 o'clock in the morning, and I have to be up early for work. So. 8 o'clock in the morning? <sighs> Whatever. Just do back to your conjuring story. All right. Anyways, so back to the conjuring. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I haven't really had a chance to see like i don't know especially with horror movies did you ever see the first one the first 
Conjuring, yes. Okay, now this is about the doll Annabelle, right? No, this is supposed to take place before... No, actually, I found out that The Conjuring 2 was about the Amityville haunting. Okay, well, I don't know why they have a picture of... Well, The Conjuring, was that about the Annabelle doll? No. So, Annabelle... Okay, Okay, let me clarify for you. Okay, first off, I... Okay, before you even go into your spiel, this is why I'm asking these questions, because right when I click on this link, it it shows you a picture of the Annabelle doll that's kind of like decayed and deformed a little bit. So that's what I'm asking. So why would you throw a picture of the Annabelle doll if it has nothing to do with it? (laughs) Because it's in the film grouping, I guess, which is really... well. Here's the thing. It's really confusing. So, okay, well, in the so movie the, the Conjuring, was they, there was there the movie called Annabelle? Yes, there was okay, a movie so, called Annabelle. So, is Annabelle. that the prequel to The Conjuring? Sort of. Okay, and then now they're doing finally The Conjuring 2. Right. Okay. I don't know if uh the actor if Patrick Wilson and what's her name who plays Ed Warren's Ed Warren? I think his name is Ed Warren. Um uh Wait, is he just in every like Ed and Lorraine Warren, yes, that's their names. So I Wait, is this guy just in every like horror film now? Which is actually really funny. Like I was curious about that too. But and actually they explained it in this uh, little uh, interview with him with Patrick Wilson. Oh, so, I remember seeing the trailer for this now. Okay. Yeah. Um but okay, so the conjuring Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. So the conjuring was regarding the Heron family, I think was their names. Um, and then they did, but in the beginning of the movie, they did a reference to the Annabelle case, and they actually used a China doll instead of a Raggedy Ann doll. So then they also made a movie called Annabelle with that same creepy looking doll, but it really had nothing to do with the actual story of Annabelle. They just like were like, based on true events and it's nothing like what actually happened so um they did that movie and i don't think it had any of the actors from actually the conjuring regarding the annabelle doll incident um and now they're doing the conjuring 2 but i don't understand why they have to attach the annabelle doll to every picture or every like reference of the i conjuring. honestly that's probably the movie that everyone saw the most is probably the annabelle one because i don't know anybody talking i mean people have probably seen the conjuring i've never seen it uh, but I don't know how many people actually talked about it. I know more people talked about the Annabelle movie trailer when it came out, so it might just be like it's easier to attach this thing to associate with it just to get more people. Probably because it's a creepy-looking porcelain doll. Um, but yeah, it was kind of... So this is actually supposed to deal more with the um, the movie we just kind of watched this year, this month, right? The Or this week, uh, the Annabelle... Amityville Haunting, yes. Which is funny because I just saw on uh, Facebook, which I'm uh, reposting right now, but apparently that uh, Amityville, I can't even pronounce it, but The uh, the Awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lied. I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm getting my question. Well, anyways, The uh, Awakening looks like it was pulled. So we don't know what oh. we're gonna if it's going to actually happen or if it's going to be one of those uh, movies that are just sitting in uh, limbo. Shit. Um. So this is actually it's re- it is regarding poltergeist activity. However, this is actually taking place in Enfield, England, in 1977. Ah. So the reason why I was thinking it was regarding the Amityville haunting is because I was researching this movie and I realized that Ed and Lorraine Warren were one of the people that researched the Amityville haunting, which I think is interesting that they don't reference that in any of the movies. Anyways, um, but yeah, has nothing to do with the Amityville. 
Phil. Wow, I am really bad at co- podcasting. See, Steve, this is why you. Well, I'm dead tired, so. I'm sorry. Um, well, uh, let's see. Third thing on the list. This is probably going to be a short podcast. Um, it's for a movie that's called They're Watching. It's uh, in theaters and on demand on March 25th. Um, and it's actually supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be like a horror comedy type of thing. Okay. And it has David Alf- Alpay from The Tudors. I never watched that show, but I've heard of it. Yeah. I've so it says, when an American home improvement TV show visit a rem- visits a remote Eastern European village, the young crew thinks the lack of mocha lattes and free Wi-Fi will be the worst of their problems. But after their filming interrupts the superstitious, superstitious villagers' private religious ritual, the situation takes a turn for the homicidal, and when the blood starts flowing, that's when things get really weird. So, um, I actually just thought it sounded interesting. Just because no, actually, this uh, I I always like the kind of um, wait a minute, what? Like dark comedy type of thing. From the writers of Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, and SpongeBob SquarePants comes They're Watching? Yeah, I saw that. That is like the weirdest blend of shit ever. I will definitely check this out now because that just seems nuts. Let's see what this uh, let's see what this trailer gives us. Yeah, the description are you gonna play it? Yeah, I was gonna play a little bit of the Sweet. Of course, there's a fucking ad before it about stupid-ass shoes I don't give a shit about. If you're so, the fucking guy who buys shoes up and down the... F- ah, I fucking hate this. Well, okay, I don't get shoe commercials. I guess maybe it's just me or fucking like, oh, I'll wear these. I'm an athlete. These are hideous-looking fucking shoes, too. <laughs> like, Conver- you know, there's always going to be that one douchebag out there that buys them. But the thing I hate is like Converse just did it very easy. They updated the Converse. They're like, here. And they posted it on a Facebook feed, and I was done. <laughs> All right, hold on. Now it's fucking plain. All right. All right. Uh, hold cool. on, let me back this up. Welcome to Moldova, where the old meets new in surprising ways. Moldova is beautiful. I think it's time for a change. I want to slow down, focus on my life. Come. Becky wants a house to raise a family. <laughs> I like it. I like it all. You serious? What? She actually bought that place? What could she have possibly done with it in six months? That's what we're here to find out. This people are upset that you have filmed. Oh my god, Greg, look, it's your mom. You are me. How do I say which? Rajitwari. Rajitwari! So, no, he's definitely not okay. Let's just do our jobs and get out of here quickly. Wait, are you sure this is the right house? Your house looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Come on down. This is kind of creepy. What is that creepy? They've been here since this morning. Let's get out of here before they go all deliverance on our asses. Yeah, really. The greatest writers of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and Spongebob Squarepants comes up in the credits. So, Cheryl, why is this happening? What? Wow. Who is to blame? Oh, my God. People start to die. We shouldn't come back here. She must be rich. 
This must be the worst house in Moldova. <laughs> oh my God! Somebody please. I don't know why it just started over again, but okay. But yeah, so that's uh, we're watching uh, 2016's official trailer. So, <laughs> uh, and I'm just flabbergasted that it actually says from the writers of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and SpongeBob SquarePants. Because <laughs> um, you know you totally would think that they would get together and make. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so uh, that's that's interesting though. That's that pretty much. I kind of actually just sold me on the movie, whether the movie's good or not. But just to literally have that in the title <laughs> of SpongeBob SquarePants writer on a horror movie is with just, well with the black the creator or director of Black Ops writers of writers, the, writers of Black Ops yeah like what the fuck it's awesome but still like um I yeah. But this is a story I added. Um, it looks like uh, they're in talks. Shane Black um, is in talks with the director for the next uh, Predator movies, uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger and them to meet. So uh, this actually happened pretty much today. Uh, don't know if there's any word yet or whatnot, but it looks like the actor starred in the 1987 Predator, a major Alan uh, Dutch, uh, whatever, what, uh, who led a team of operatives into the jungle and rescued hostages from insurgents and only to be stalked by a nearly invisible alien hunter. Uh, Black, of course, co-star as uh, Hanks. Schwarzenegger uh, didn't respise... Reprise. Reprise, there we go. His role in part two, obviously, was played by uh, Danny. Well, Danny Glover was just like a weird uh, cop in there. Like, I'm too old for this shit and kind of crap. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think if Arnold's been making his comeback with movies lately and stuff like that, I think Predators would be should be right up his alley, which actually would be cool. I mean, Sigourney Weaver came back to the Alien franchise. That's true. Uh, so I think it would be kind of a cool, like, kind of... 80s tribute you know whatnot but i mean like the guy's been doing all the expendable movies he's had a couple of other movies i mean he has a horror movie well actually it's two horror movies uh one about his daughter becoming a zombie or whatnot and him protecting her uh so i think it's called amy uh i do want to check out and then there was a uh, the end of days which i know is i think it was a very horrible demon movie with him in it or whatnot but that sounds vaguely familiar but yeah um arnold arnold knows his fair share of kicking the crap out of aliens so uh yeah i'd like <laughs> to see him come back and i think that'd be cool uh to see that so Whew. yeah he's done a lot of interesting movies um so I was get I got distracted because I'm trying to remember like if there's any actor that I know like I can think of off the top of my head who's done more than one like alien based like franchise or just movie. In I general. don't know the guy's name, but the guy who played Bishop in the Alien movies, oh. he's come back repeatedly. He actually came back in the crossover of Aliens vs Predator as well. Uh, his name escapes me now, and it kind of pisses me off. But he's been in a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, I can see his um, face, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. Some people have come. I mean. I don't think. Uh. Uh. You know. Um. I don't know who you're thinking of, so I can't help you. Stallone. Out. Um, Sylvester Stallone. I, I don't think Stallone has ever fought aliens. Oh, that's true. I don't think so. Like, I mean, he fought time travelers, Demolition Man, and oh, uh, yeah, that was he was a in he was movie. in Judge <laughs> Dredd, which was another terrible movie. Um, well, the remake was good. No, the remake was great. I'm talking about the original with him. I am the law. Did you really say it like that? No, he goes, I am the law! And, he, and he made the worst mistake he ever could have in a Dread movie was he removed his helmet. He never, Ooh, Dread never yeah, removes no. his helmet. 
but yeah. So. I mean, I kind of wish Carl Urban could remove his helmet and judge right because he is hot as hell. No, but he he grabbed. I'm actually that, he, he did gra- a very good he job. He grabbed yeah. that character and he went with it, and I think it was phenomenal. I really wish that we get a sequel. I don't think they will get a sequel, but I think they should because that movie was fucking amazing. I wish I would have saw it, seen it in theaters, but I didn't. I actually got to see it with my brother in theaters, and it was very good. And I was very happy that he dragged me along to it. I didn't see it until it came to. VHS, no, DVD. N- not VHS, <laughs> uh, Betamax. Um, <laughs> Netflix. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up all the horror movie news. Of course, I didn't find any eerie news of the week because I actually didn't really do my job this week. I'm tired. So, Anna, you're going to take over from here. Uh, before we dive into the actual movie that we watched, because this is actually the remake, uh, do you actually, because it looks like you have the Wikipedia story, so do you actually want to dive into a little bit of that? Because you probably did your research on that one I, a little bit. I've uh, done a research on the actual story before, because this is actually based on a true story. Yes. Well, true according to the owners of the house it's disputed as to whether or not it's actually a a factual story Mm -hmm. um but it's a very no matter what it's fascinating because um but before we dive into everything Mm -hmm. why don't we tell everybody what we're talking about the Amityville Horror. There you go. We're talking about the 2015 uh, movie we watched. 2005 uh, movie. 2000, whatever. I don't care. I'm done. You're tired. Yeah, you're... No, you're supposed to come back because I can't carry the show by myself. I really can't. Um, but yes, we watched the Amityville Horror. It was a 2005 movie, uh, 2005 remake, actually, with Ryan Reynolds. Um, which I thought was actually a very interesting casting choice, and also a very interesting movie choice, especially since we just watched Deadpool with him a couple times, um, which is an amazing movie, by the way, but I digress. So, um, but the Amityville Horror story is actually very interesting because, um, what originally happened in the, uh... According, at least, well, what factually happened was this: there was a guy that lived in this house, and his name was Ronald DeFeo Jr. He shot and killed six members of his family at 112 Ocean Avenue. It was uh, located in Amityville on the south shore of Long Island. Uh, he was convicted of second-degree murder in November um, of 1975. Um, so November 13th, 1974, he shot and killed six members of his family in December of not, and in November of the following year, he was convicted of second degree murder in December of that same year that he was convicted, George and Kathy Lutz moved in with their three kids. And after 28 days, the Lutzes left the house claiming to have been terrorized by paranormal phenomena while living there. So there is actually a book written by Jay Anson regarding the Amityville horror. Um, and they actually, the reason why George and Kathleen moved in there, George and Kathleen Lutz is because the house was up for a very cheap amount. Um, they married in 19, in July of 1975. George and Kathy did and each had their own homes, but they wanted to start fresh with a new property Kathy had three children from a previous marriage. It was Daniel, who was nine, Christopher, who was seven, and Melissa, or Missy, who was five. They also had a Malamute-slash-Labrador dog named Harry. Um, 
Whenever they first did the walkthrough, the real estate broker did tell them about the murders and asked if it would affect their decision, and they discussed it and decided it wouldn't. They moved in on December 19th, um, and it says much of the DeFeo family furniture was still in the house because it was included for $400 as part of the deal. Um, a friend of George Letts learned about the history of the house and insisted on having it blessed. Um, so they ended up finding a Catholic priest named Father Ray who agreed to carry out the house blessing. Um, and he's actually referred to somebody referred by a different name in the book for privacy reasons, but I love how they actually refer to him by the actual, his actual name. His actual name. It's, it's like, well, it kind of defeats the purpose of the privacy reasons, but all right. Well, he's probably dead now. It was happening in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely way of looking at it. Um, and unfortunately, probably accurate. Um, I guess on December... Well, don't live that long anyways. <clears throat> oh, do they not? No, dude. Their life is... F- okay. First off, not only do they have to give up, like, a lot of crap, then they have to, like, deal with other people's bitching and complaining about, oh, Father, I've said... Do you- I- I'm pretty sure... I'll-, I'll put it this way. Most priests probably don't fit this exact uh, thing, but American Dad's priest, I'm pretty sure that's what every priest is like. American the, Dad priest? Yeah, you know the priest on American Dad who's just all like... Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, really, yeah. when the rapture's happening, he's like, oh, shit, it's real. Like, <laughs> that father guy, I'm pretty sure <sighs> that's 95% of all priests right now. Father Donovan. That yeah, was Father right. Donovan. I'm pretty sure that's how they... they I mean, because, I mean, think about it. Probably when they first start off, they're like, this is going to be great. I'm going to change some lives. But then they find certain people. I mean, the Simpsons did a great one. With their uh, father, uh, Reverend Lovejoy. Yeah. Uh, when Ned Flanders comes to town, and then that's all he had to deal with was Ned's everything. Like, oh, can we do this? <laughs> and there's actually a great line. Marge, have you actually read this thing? Uh, technically, we're not even supposed to use the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling like ni- 85%, I did say 95 I'm going to switch it down to probably about... I'm going to say 75% of priests are probably like that. Probably. You know, like that kind of degree of like, there's still some of them that are like, oh yeah, I'll help you out and stuff, but I'm pretty sure most of them hit that spot of like... (sighs) Yeah, three-quarter of them are just like, I really don't give a rat's ass It's like, I have to listen to your... Like, some people, they'll help, and I I guarantee they probably help a lot of people, but I'm pretty sure most of them like, with the same people who come in and have the same problem. Especially for Catholic priests, because, I mean, at least with like... With Baptists and such, like they don't have to listen to confessional. Like Catholic priests, you have every single day the same people come in. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Okay, what do you do now, motherfucker? <laughs> that's why I think it just comes down to that's why they probably don't live long and they probably are dead because of all the stress. And, yeah, I mean they probably die of natural causes. And it's probably why they're just like three hail marys. They probably just don't even listen anymore. They're no, just they like, probably they probably three hail marys and yeah, like it's yeah and two our fathers. It's the same as last week. Damn right it is. Get out. <laughs> yeah, get out. So, anyways, uh, well, yeah, that's probably why his name is released now. I'm pretty sure he's probably passed. Rest in peace, Father. Um, <laughs> um, but it actually says he was a lawyer, judge of the Catholic court, and a psychotherapist. Um, he arrived to perform the blessing while George and Kathy were unpacking their belongings on December 18th. Uh, whenever he first looked... Ho- flicked the first holy water and began to pray, he heard a masculine voice demand that he get out. When leaving the house, Father Mancuso did not mention this incident to either George or Kathy. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, um, Father Mancuso called George Letts and advised him to stay out of the second floor room where he heard had heard the mysterious voice. 
It was the former bedroom of Mark and John, Mark and John Matthew DeFeo that Kathy planned to use as a sewing room, but the call was cut short by static. Following his visit to the house, Father Mancuso allegedly developed a high fever and blisters on his hands similar to stigmata. Uh, at first, George and Kathy experienced nothing unusual. Talking about their experiences subsequently, they reported that it was as if they were li- each living in a different house, which I thought was interesting. Um, some of the experiences have been described as follows. George would wake up around 3.15 every morning and would go out to check the boathouse. Later, he would learn that this was the estimated time of the DeFeo killings. The house was plagued by f- swarms of flies despite the winter weather. Kathy had vivid nightmares about the murders and discovered the order in which they occurred and the rooms would, where they took place. The Lutz children also began sleeping on their stomachs in the same way that the dead bodies and the DeFeo murders had been found. Uh, Kathy would experience would feel a sensation as if being embraced in a loving manner by an unseen force. George discovered a small hidden room around four feet by five feet behind shelving in the basement. The walls were painted red and the room did not appear in the blueprints of the house. The room became came to be known as the red room. This room had a profound t- effect on the dog Harry who refused to go near it and cowered as if sensing something ominous. There are cold spots and odors of perfume and excrement in areas of the house where no wind drafts or piping would explain the source. While tending to the fire, George and Kathy saw the image of a demon with half his head blown out. It was burned into the soot in the back of the fireplace, which that one I kind of think is probably like sort of like whenever people see Jesus and the pancakes type of thing. <laughs> like that one I can I seems a little wonky to wonky. me. But, um the Lutz's five-year-old daughter, Missy, developed an imaginary friend named Jody, a demonic pig-like creature with gro- glowing red eyes, in the early morning hours of Christmas Day on 1975, so the day after the priest warned George not to go into the room on the second floor. George looks up at the house after checking, checking on the boathouse and saw the pig standing behind Missy at her bedroom window. When he ran up to her room, he found her fast asleep with her small rocking chair rocking slowly back and forth. George would wake up to the sound of the front door slamming. He would race downstairs to find the dog sleeping soundly at the front door. Nobody else heard the sound, although it was loud enough to wake the house. Um, yeah, there's lots and lots more that supposedly happened. I'm not even going to go through all of these because it's ridiculous. Um so basically, it was just a lot of experiences that they're saying that they could not explain. Mm. So, um, George and Kathy, George and Kathy Lutz carried out a blessing of their own on January eighth, nineteen seventy six. George held a silver crucifix while they both recited the Lord's Prayer, and while in the living room, George allegedly heard a, vo- a chorus of voice voices asking them, "Will you stop?" Um. Uh, by mid-January 1976, after another attempt at a house blessing by George and Kathy, they experienced what would turn out to be their final night. The Lutzes declined to give a full account of the events that took place, describing them to be as too frightening. So, and apparently it was frightening enough to the point where they decided to take some belongings uh, and stay at Kathy's mother's house in, in uh, Deer Park, New York, they claim that the phenomena followed them there with a final scene of Anson's book describing a greenish-black slime coming up the staircase towards them. Ectoplasm. Probably. 
Who are you going to call? <laughs> Ghostbusters. It did happen in New York. That's true. Dang. Fucking New York. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. On uh, January 14, 1976, George and Kathy Lutz, with their three children and their dog, left 112 Ocean Avenue, leaving all of their possessions behind. The next day, a mover came in and removed all of their possessions and sent them to the Lutzes. He reported no paranormal phenomena. Um, and actually, it looks like after... Uh, it doesn't tell me when the book was written, but it does tell it sold around million. Uh, uh, excuse me, ten million copies. Um, and there was a whole bunch of controversy about it. They have a whole section about the controversy going on with it. Um, there's a lot of people who say that the Lutzes imagined or fabricated the events. Um, also, the Father Pecoraro, I guess is his name, uh, stated in an affidavit that his only contact with the Lutzes concerning the matter had been by telephone. Other accounts say that Father Pecoraro did visit the house but appear- experienced nothing unusual. Um, he uh, he actually did do a his only on-camera interview about his recollections during an a 1980 episode of In Search of, a documentary series about the paranormal that was, oh, narrated by Leonard Nimoy. I'm going to have to find that shit now. Um, His face was obscured to preserve his anonymity. In the interview, he repeated the claim that he heard a voice saying, get out, but stopped short of giving it a paranormal origin. He also stated that he felt a slap on his face during the visit and that he did subsequently experience blistering on his hands. So he did confirm some of the supposed um, paranormal activity or whatever activity that happened to him during and after the exorcism or or the cleansing that he did of the house. So, um, but yeah, there's a whole lot. This Wikipedia page is massive because there's so much and it actually has like a lot of actual sources to it. So, like, references to the book and references to actual, like, because this was in 1977, so this is whenever, like, TV and recording started getting big. So it actually had, like, decent um, uh, documentation. Mm-mm. So, um, and then the, they did take a polygraph test. George and Kathy Lutz both took a polygraph test uh, in June of 1979. Um, and the guy who administered the polygraph test, in his opinion, they both appeared like they were telling the truth. So the people that are currently, or sorry, the various owners of the house since the Lutz family left in 1976 have reported no problems while living there. James Cromarty, who bought the house in 1977 and lived with his wife there with his wife Barbara for 10 years, commented, nothing weird ever happened except for people coming by because of the book and the movie. Um, I did see something that said that um, he and his wife Barbara did experience something bizarre, like bizarre things, but they never actually um, reported it because they didn't really like they never really attributed it to paranormal because they just were like well it's probably just you know this or that and they're trying to chalk it up to like scientific reasons which I completely understand so with all of that background 
that takes us up to our movie that we actually watched, the 2005 Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. And Steve, do you want to take over for a bit? Because my voice is starting to hurt. Oh, um, okay. I wasn't really... Um, <laughs> So we watched this movie. It was good, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, how about this? What was your favorite and least favorite <laughs> scenes of the movie and et cetera, et cetera? Um, honestly, um, I don't know. I expected more, I guess, from this film. I guess I should probably watch the original, see if it's a lot better or whatnot. It seems, the pacing it seems very slow. Yeah. When you finally get some stuff, it doesn't last that long. And it's not even like quick, cheap scares. It's just like, oh, it's there. Like, okay. Um, kind of thing. Um, like whenever he walks into the closet. Yeah, like the thing he walks into the closet. The girl, like it's it's kind of it's it's very confusing if you ask me. It's like I don't know if the little girl's trying to help them or she's trying to kill them because at some points it seems like the little ghost girl is trying to help the little girl, like get away. But then she's like, get on the roof and go visit your dead dad. You know, it's like what? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, it's very hard to... Honestly, I just see him as Deadpool now. <laughs> I can only see him really in a comedy role. I mean, he did a pretty good job and everything that. When you have to get stern with the kids, it was kind of like, ugh, shit, you know, like... Like yeah, he really, he, he, he did, yeah, it was really like one of these, like, it's like, wow, you really need to crack a joke pretty soon or something like that. Um, <laughs> Although he did whenever, I think my favorite scene is whenever uh, the kids are like running through the house and he just goes, these kids are out of control. <laughs> yeah, like some of the stuff he says, it's just all like, you, I just see, I just hear yeah, Deadpool now. Right? Um, so I feel sorry for Ryan Reynolds now because it's like, that's all I'm really going to, except we do have another Ryan Reynolds movie in the works called Voices, which looks uh, pretty funny. So it looks like a black comedy anyways, but I mean, it's an okay movie. I don't know. I think if I had to give it like five, uh, well, before I give my rating, we'll uh, do the traditional thing, but what, what did you like about the movie? I mean, I think it's okay. I definitely, I'm glad I didn't waste any money on it. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it was like a, I would say it's a B film. Then it goes with B horror cast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I'd say am, a B minus, actually. But, yeah, um, it's, I've seen worse, but I've definitely seen better. I mean, in the horror genre, I would rate it a B. Overall, like in all movies, it would probably be like C minus, maybe. Really wasn't that great of a movie. Like the pro- production value is actually pretty good. I mean, the house looked amazing. I mean, the house looked really cool. I like the structural yeah. architecture of that and everything. I, I don't know. It's just like uh, this is uh, one of those movies. I think when it came out, I ki- I think I did want to see it in theaters, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of glad I waited this long. Honestly, I kind of wish I would have saw the original first and then try to compare it. I'm actually more interested in the books now. Yeah, the books sounded interesting. Um, Because I I haven't actually read the books, which is unusual for me. Um, But yeah, I would say... Yeah, like I said, my favorite scene is when he just goes, these kids are out of control. Because, like, he's literally trying to murder them. And they're running away from him, like, all over the house. And that's the only thing that I can say. It's like, these kids are out of control. I didn't... I don't really know how I feel about the whole, like, dad getting possessed thing, because there's no actual proof that that happened Well, I will say, the, the, the funny part is, is you're watching this movie, and the funny part is, is because the two people who are in it both play superheroes now. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, and Cho Grace uh, Morzetz, 
Moritz. Moritz is Hit Girl. So Moritz. with that, you're watching this shit go down, and you're kind of like, guys, just fight the ghost with your powers, you know? Right? Uh, yeah, that was so weird. Like, I saw, like, the little girl, like, they showed the little girl in the back, and I was like, bitch, I'm so Hit Girl! Yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, out. And she still has the same, like, ridiculous buck teeth. She's cute, but... Serious? Maybe she should get braces or something. No, anyway, she's, that's Bill. Okay, that's her. That's like that's her, her trademark. signature. Okay. Yeah, you know. I mean, you see that, and you're like, hey, it's a kind of adorable smile. I mean, she pulls it off. I mean, she's yeah, that's done, true. She's had a very good acting, you know, career. That's a good point. She's already been in a movie she's with Ryan Reynolds, Nicolas Cage. And uh, first off, she's been in a movie with uh, Quicksilver, Deadpool, N- Nicolas Cage, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um. Slash Superman, even though the movie never got made. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, he, she's been in a bunch of movies with superheroes already. I mean, she yeah. can make her own Marvel mini-universe right now. Right? <laughs> uh, and technically, her movie was a Marvel comic, so yeah, it all fits. She's like the yeah. little Marvel... Kick-ass. She is slash. like the new... She is basically the Marvel version of Kevin Bacon. Holy shit! She's Marvel Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, is it bad that I really want her to make an appearance in, like, one of the Marvel movies now? We, I, maybe she'll show up in New York for, like, fucking Civil War. That'd be cool. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see what's her next uh, film coming out. Um, <laughs> the last one she did, was, it looks like... Uh, okay, she, Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, she was in Carrie as well. Yeah, no, I know that. She was in that, but apparently... Wow, let's see. What was the... Okay, so these upcoming films right now, she's in Neighbors 2... Uh, sorority Rising. I remember seeing the thing for that. November Criminals. Um, that comes out 2016. Then she has Brain on Fire. Uh, apparently, The Little Mermaid in 2017. What? They might be doing a real live version of that. Yeah. I am looking at all these short films. Yeah, so uh, 2016, her films seem to be the fifth. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was in the fifth way, wave. Um, oh, yeah. She was in American Dad. She played Honey. Honey. I'm trying to I don't know. Which one is, uh, 30 Rock, Movie 43. Dis- oh, she was in the video game Dishonored? What? Dark Shadows, Hugo. Scary Oh, girl. she was in Dark Shadows? Yeah, apparently. Oh! Texas Killing Field. She's done a lot of rated R movies for her thing. Kick-Ass <laughs> the Video Game? What? Props to her. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Space Dogs. Kick-Ass. Uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, that's right. She was... Uh, Oh, really? oh my god, she's also she was in a movie with Robin from Batman. Oh, and she she is literally the Kevin Bacon of superhero superhero <laughs> movies. Um, yeah, because she <laughs> I didn't realize she was in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, apparently, yeah. So the first thing yeah. she was in TV series was The Guardian. Then she did another TV movie called Family Plan, and then the first movie she was in it looks like was the Amityville Horror. Uh, then she was in a movie called Today You Die. Shit. My name is Earl. She was in the TV. Yeah, she's got a she's a big mama's house too. Props for her. Room six. Emperor's new school, wicked little thing. Wow. Desperate housewives. Hollow ground. <laughs> okay. My Which, friend Tigger. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> Desperate housewives. Most of these are not that's what I'm saying. Like her range is like all over the fucking well, Yeah, because you're just like we need a little girl. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm looking at. It's like you see Bolt and you're like, she did the voice in Bolt. And then all of a sudden it's all like then it's all like uh five hundred days of summer, which I believe is a rated R movie. Um, it was an indie film. I think it was rated R, but I'm on positive. But still, and then it's like kick ass, and then yeah. like she does. But this one, love kick ass, and then right after that was Space Dog, and Diaries of a Wimpy Kid, and then Kick Ass the Video Game, and then Let Me. Oh yeah, then she did Let Me In. Oh, 
that's right. And our deal, and it's like she's going. It's like yeah, it's like she ranges from like PG movies, PG movies, R movies. Like she just goes back and forth on all this crazy ass. Uh, yeah, and props uh, to her. Stuff. She's got a good like group of films on her belt. Yeah, so um, she is a good. Yeah, actress. but she was in the Equalizer with. Uh, I guess that must have been his new uh, small kid that he picked up the uh, Denzel Washington because he was in Man on Fire with. Uh, Shit. God, what's her name? That little Dakota Fanning. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, damn. She's. Uh, I forgot about Dakota Fanning. Whatever happened to her? She was born in February of 1997. Jeez. I hate that girl. <laughs> She's done a lot. She's versatile. So, yeah. I so, know. kudos to you. You know what you're doing. You and Ryan Reynolds should just do a. I, t- honestly, I would. Wait a minute. What? They're both owned by Fox, I believe. <gasps> they should totally do it. Kick-ass Deadpool crossover? They should, but they won't. I know that. But, oh, that um, would be amazing. I believe they're owned by Fox. But, but yeah, that's another thing I don't get with them. They always say like a rated R movie, but I'm like, you did Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. Those are both rated R. Yeah. And that was kind of... a. Honestly, I think that Kick-Ass was darker than normal superhero movies. Oh, yeah, it very was. Because it's like, okay, these are normal people who are getting their asses handed them as opposed to people with superpowers, so you get punched in the face. Oh, it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, it just, yeah. Well, I mean, I just meant, like, beside, like, I mean, the content of the movie aside, just, like, the idea of it yeah. itself is just really dark. Um. Anyways, huge rabbit hole there. So... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes rated the, let's see, the critics rated it at 23%. Um, the audience rated it at 52%. Um, Amityville Horror for, where did that go? Um, IMDb, um, the rating was 6 out of 10. So, seems about right. Um... Steve, what rating would you give it out of five? Uh, out of five, <coughs> uh, I would say out of five haunted mansions, I would give it maybe two, one and a half. Five haunted farmhouses? Five haunted, no, mansions or haunt, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would give it uh, one and a half. Wow. Yeah. I would give it. Sorry, now I'm just really distracted of going, like, I have the first kick-ass, but I don't have the second one. I kind of want I forgot Jim Carrey was in number two. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Another superhero with a mask. Oh, uh, yeah. A super villain. Uh, the Riddler. The Riddler. Jeez. Yeah. He, she is really the Kevin Bacon to superhero movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally going to do, like, the breakdown of all this stuff and yeah. figure this out. Because it's like, because if you think about it, it's all like, so, she was in a movie with, she was in a movie. Okay, here we go. She was in a movie. Uh, uh. Wait, how does it work? Does it go with so-and-so was in a movie with this, who was in a movie with that? Who was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Okay, so uh, so it has to be, she has to be the last point of it. So you got uh, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. who's in a movie with Quicksilver, who was in a movie with Nicolas Cage. Who was in a movie, movie with, with her. her. <laughs> I'm going to break down the superhero, superhero universe to this person. If this gets words back to her, have her tweet me. Seriously? She'll be like, you have way too much free time on your hand. I'll be like, yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, not a, it was okay. I'm glad I, I didn't pay money. It was better than P2, but I don't remember what I rated Which that. Which is I funny because the wife was in P2. Was she? Yeah, we talked about that when we watched because I'm looking at her going, why does she look familiar? Oh, 
that's right. And realize that the wife in that movie was in the now is in the P two movie, which is funny because I think she had a lot better acting chops in this movie than she, she did, did in P two, which P two yeah. was later, which you think her acting would be better at that. Maybe point. it was just the script and the directing and just who knows. I just on that movie honestly, really honestly, I think the story that you told me from what they wrote, I really think if you want to do a movie of this, do like an actual gritty version of this story because it sounds like the actual story of what actually might have happened or could have happened sounds a lot better than what we keep getting in these movies. Yeah, it's just um, like, oh, the dad gets possessed, tries to kill his family, the end. And it's just, it's kind of sad because like, I mean, literally you could set it up like, I know you probably, do, I know you don't like the movies, but still like, you could literally set it up like paranormal activity shit. Like, maybe not, like, the handheld camera, but literally just go, like, day one, day two, day three, day four, like, all the way up to day 28, because it's literally, they only lived in this house for a month. Mm. So, you could show, like, the progression of things, how it steadily got worse and worse and worse to the point where they just left. Mm -hmm. So, um... And maybe just kind of have like a short little like prequel instead of like spending a whole 10 minutes on the guy like getting ready to shoot his family. Um, I would give it a 2.5 out of 5 just because I want to rate it better than P2 because that was one of the worst movies I've ever I seen in my P2, life. I thought P2 I gave it like a negative parking garage or something. <laughs> Probably. I don't even know my rate. My rating system changed I think all I the time. S- I don't remember if I said a 1 or a 2 on P2, but... Um, but whatever it is, it's a point or half a point higher than whatever P2 was. Listen to our old po- episodes and let me know what I rated it so I can actually rate this movie. <laughs> um, you can tweet us at BeHorrorCast. Or you can follow us on Instagram and hit us up and give us start following us. I'm saying at BeHorrorCast. But before we go, this is actually a story we didn't talk about because we didn't do a show last week. Oh. And the trailer came out, I believe, Wednesday of last week. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit about it. A lot of it about it on Socially Awkward. But since this is a horror podcast, um, this is actually the... Uh, this is actually a Ghostbuster International trailer. Uh, this is the remake. And I'm saying remake because I thought it was a, re- a reboot, a continuation, but it turns out uh, stories have come out. This is actually going to be a complete reboot, uh, which I will talk about because I think it gets kind of confusing. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, this is going to be the... It's a Russian trailer, but apparently there's new... Tra- I'll just grab the American version. Okay, but well, I didn't know if, like, <clears throat> Ghostbusters was actually technically, like, horror material, oh, but yeah, I'm more than totally, happy to talk sci-fi, about it. It's got ghosts. We're, uh, we already dedicated... We're doing an entire month of Ghostbusters when this movie comes out. Yeah, um, So, without further ado, I'll play this trailer. I don't know if you've even watched it yet. No, I haven't. Uh, bad on you. Um, <laughs> but we're going to play... The trailer's only, like, two minutes of... 37 seconds. We probably won't play all of it, but I will get everyone a little bit of a uh, little glimpse of it, so. Okay. That's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, Doctor of Particle Physics. Ah! That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. 
very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Erin, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. You didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. Oh, hell no. The devil is a liar. Get out of my friend, ghost! Ow, that's gonna leave a mark. The power of pain compels you! Ow! Okay, so that was Anna watching it for the first time. Actually, I like it. Um, no, uh, like I said, the weirdest part that I had with this movie, and it wasn't had anything to do with, like, I, I was actually okay with women. Um, the thing I'm just confused about, like, in the very beginning it says 30 years ago, uh, you know, scientists saved New York uh, now. It, it, to me, it's like, if it's going to be a reboot, yeah, then why are, you, why are you tying it into the original then? To me, make it its, its own thing. Um, I think a big thing that we did talk about on Social Aqua was, I'm like, I like the fact that it's like, okay, you're notified that it's scientists, but why does, again, the black person have to be not a scientist? Like, why can't we make her have a PhD in something or, you know, be a little bit smart? Why does it always have to be like, because that was the same thing with Ernie Hudson's character, uh, Winston Zedmore. He was just kind of like the walk-in kind of everyday man kind of thing. It's like, you're kind of doing the same thing again. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, like I said, everything I mean, I it seems like it's a like a re reboot, but it's not really reboot. They're just doing it with girls this time. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, they're doing that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I think the car looks great. I like that they have a motorcycle in and out. I like the new equipment. I like how the fact that the one girl had like two pistols. Like, I like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth uh, is going to be the Janine character in the thing, the receptionist stuff, so I think that's going to be hilarious. I'm like, like I, right now, the trailer, I think, is, is everyone's judging it, and I'm like, the trailer is just the first trailer. We're probably going to get a better trailer and stuff like that. Um, I think it has some good stuff to it, but I'm like, I, I am going to... I can kind of... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, I can kind of see, like, because I know originally you said something about how, like, the... Actor seems sort of like yeah, it, it just blase. Yeah, it just didn't seem like they were excited to be in a Ghostbusters movie, you know. Yeah, and I see what you're talking about. Like, I think maybe they're just trying to like they're trying to curb their enthusiasm and not be like all over the place to the point where it just like, and that's and that's fine. But I also want them to also do their own kind of thing because it's like I like all the actress in it. You know, Christian Wiig's hilarious. Um, the, they're all you know Saturday Night Live and I'm lying, at least three of them. Uh, in fact, uh, Melissa McCarthy. I'm never a big fan of her, but this time she's not playing the stupid like. I'm going to be the idiot. I'm going to jump all over the place. I'm going to be the male, you know, the female Chris Farley. 
at this point and I'm liking this version of her, I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm on board with this. Like, yeah. so like I said, again, it's really too close to call this weather. I mean, a lot of people are, hate, there's people who are enjoying it and a lot of people are just hating on it. And I think it's because of the fact that it's an all female and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this and stuff like that. But you know what? I have a soft spot. I love Ghostbusters. I, I mean, Matthew and I even talked about we love Ghostbusters too. A lot of people do not like that movie, but Ghostbusters too. I saw it in theaters. I was, I was probably at the perfect age to see it, and that's why I liked it. I'm like, don't get me wrong. It's not as good as the first one. Nothing's going to compare to the first one. But it I'm, was pretty funny though. But I'm not <laughs> sitting there going, this movie is ever going to amount to this. And honestly, I'm, I hate to break it to everybody. I'm guaranteed this, this Ghostbusters franchise is not for us anymore. Yeah, we'll go see it and stuff like that. But they're trying to get the younger generation. That's like the same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now. And also, I think it's kind of to the point where you have to look at it, like you said this many times before, and I absolutely agree with you. You have to look at it as, okay, it's not going to be the first movie. It's not going to be, like, breaking a ton of new ground. I mean, granted, it's going to have its own jokes and its own action and stuff. But, I mean, and, it's still and, using the same yeah. idea from the first one. So, therefore, and, just take it for what it is. guess what? They're probably going to have some Easter eggs in there. They'll probably, probably have, like, Stay Puff marshmallows, like, hanging out. They'll, they already showed Slimer. Yeah, uh, and everybody was complaining about the graphics on it. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it just looks like a shitty video game." And I'm like, "When the graphics? What? Well, this is what I said. When the graphics came out for the first movie, and guess what? The graphics are kind of dated nowadays. If you watch the 1984 original movie, they're still good, but they're very dated. But they're very good. Like I'm like, that's. I mean, when the woman still turns into that fucking creepy thing in the book thing, yeah. where there's like Ray's like grab her and she goes ah. And that fucking escalate. That too. still freaks me out today. <laughs> even though you know what's coming and stuff like that. And I think it's cool that they're using real life actresses actresses and actresses or actors and actresses for the ghost. Oh, that's and they're cool. literally just mapping over them with stuff like that. So again, everyone's jumping on this movie. I'm excited for it. I'm like, we're getting a brand new Ghostbusters movie. Now, like I said, this is how I go into movies, and this is how I went into it. You know, you guys are like, Well, you kinda hate it on this movie you just reviewed today. Okay, I sat down and watched this movie. It didn't entertain me at all. I was pretty much bored throughout the entire movie. There was waiting. a couple times when we went, oh shit, but for the most part, we were just like, all right, yeah, I was waiting pretty, for the next thing to happen. I was much. pretty much waiting for this movie to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> when I go to the theaters now, if a movie entertains me and I'm literally on the edge of my seat like, oh my god, this is great, this is fun, this is cool, uh, I'm not looking at my watch going like, oh, this is a two-hour movie and we're only 30 minutes into it, like – that's how I judge movies now. I'm like, if I go in, see a movie, and it entertains me and did its job, I mean, that's why I think everyone probably was all like, well, The Forest. Hey, guess what? I enjoyed The Forest. The Forest had some twists, some turns. It did have some low parts, but overall... Yeah, but there but, was never any point in that movie where I was just like, oh my yeah, god, I end already. I wasn't sitting like, there going, can you end already, kind of thing. So, uh, like I said, I, I like the trailer. I can't wait for another trailer. I think the second trailer will probably be a lot better. Um, I mean, this one is still really good. I'm excited. I hopefully it does well. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're getting Ghostbuster Month in July. We're going to talk about the. We're going to watch the first movie. We're going to watch the second movie. We're going to talk about some of the cartoon shows. Uh, we're going to talk about this entire fucking franchise. Like basically, Dan Aykroyd and Sony Pictures created a pretty much a George Lucas franchise with this 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 Ghostbusters stuff. I uh, even talk about the history of where it was how they had to name the cartoon show The Real Ghostbusters because of the controversy about a shittier cartoon show. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know it, that's the thing. Ghostbusters is my shit. I know ins and outs of this stuff. Uh, I know, you know, uh, proton packs, uh traps, you know, the 
anything and everything uh, you get the uh, PKE meters and stuff. I, I, any device, anything, and the fact that they they reference them as a scientist, you know, they're not. And that was a. Uh, oh, we'll talk about the Ghostbusters game. That'll be another thing I'll talk about. Which it was a big thing when they wrote that script, letting everyone know that you get equipment, you get gear, you are a scientist. You are we're science like they put that point towards home, going like it was never just like a bunch of you know schmucks coming in and stuff like that, but. But yeah, so um, but yeah, I just want to close out the show with that because I know it, to me, I think it's horror topic news. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, heck, you jumped at the part where the woman just spit all over. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. You were like, oh shit. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, so it should be fun. It you know, and like I said, people just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Do you have anything to plug before we go? I know we hit the Instagram. Basically, it's easy. If you know our Twitter, at BeHorrorCast, the Instagram's going to be the same thing, BeHorrorCast. Um, don't forget to give our Facebook page a like. We're at 41 now, so nine more, and we watched the Alien movie, finally. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to um, Email us if you have any ghost stories, if you have any paranormal <clears throat> stories, if you have any movies that you want us to review, or if you just want to say hi. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or our email, which is notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also listen to more of the 4-Eyed Radio Network's great shows with Steve on them. Um, I don't have any other sh- shows at this point, but Steve has Longboxcast yeah, and Arcade no, Just, and, just yeah. check out all the shows on the 4-Eyed <laughs> Radio Network. We're not going to blow Steve anymore. Um <laughs> I'm done giving myself self fellatios. And you know what? Last week we ended the show with this theme song, so I'm just going to do it again because we just had another thing with it. But uh, until next time, kiddos. Garbage Octum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.